Keenan from Vox.com. Flu season is here, and early red flags suggest it is on track to be very bad. Latest data from the CDC, their flu view, so that's kind of like the IHME, and their report for COVID. Shows as of November 5th, 14,000 positive flu tests being reported. It goes on to say this year's early and meteoric rise in transmission is because more people are being tested for flu. So you have almost twice as many people. You have 470,000 people that have been tested versus 254,000 this time last year. However, there are other signs that these numbers represent real and scary trends. For starters, a much higher of a proportion of flu tests are turning up positive than in previous years. During other bad flu seasons, positivity topped out around 3, 3.6%. Last week, nearly 13% of tests were positive. And when a higher proportion of tests are positive, that means more people who are feeling sick actually do have the flu than in previous years. So it's very interesting. Uh, concerning signals are coming from doctors, offices, and hospitals as well. Says the article on Vox.com, at, at this time of the year, only 1% to 2% of patients in outpatient clinics will report flu-like illness. Now it's 5.5%. So when you, have, when you have flu, you have the trifecta, you have flu, you have COVID, and, and you have the, the, the fallout from COVID where people are still kind of getting back to their lives and, and there's mental health issues and people have not managed their diabetes and not managed their hypertension and not managed their weight because of COVID. You, you have the potential for, for a firestorm. And on the HealthCast, I at least wanted to talk about it. Now, I'm not a doctor. I don't pretend to be a doctor. And I never tell um, other people what they should do. But you can see the trends on this article on Vox.com. It says uh, more than five times as many people have been hospitalized for, for flu than at the same point last in, in any point in the last 10 years. When you think about it, COVID, we were all locked up. We didn't go anywhere. I didn't have a cold. I hadn't had a cold for, I, did, I, had a, I ended up having a cold this spring. And I had forgotten what it was like to, to be stuffed up and have my sinuses bother me and have a runny nose and be coughing and sneezing. And it wasn't COVID. It was, just a, it was just a regular cold. But the spring is when I kind of started getting out and back in public and going back to church and going to events. Now we're, we're full steam ahead. I was just at a wedding. I was at a basketball game before that. I was at a concert before that. I was at a concert in Birmingham with my wife and some friends. I hadn't been to a concert. And I don't mean a concert like a church concert. I mean like a black tie event. I had not been to a black tie events where you have to dress up and all of that stuff where you're wearing cufflinks. I hadn't been anywhere where you have to wear cufflinks since holiday season 2019. So people, you're not going to get COVID, I mean, excuse me, you're not going to get the flu if you're hiding under your couch like I did. Especially you live in Phoenix and it's 80 degrees and you have a heated pool and a fire pit. I was doing pretty good during the COVID time from a, from a personal standpoint. And with Zoom and people working from home, you're just not exposed 
to germs. Now, my wife is a teacher, so she's exposed to germs. She's exposed to kids. So I try to keep I try to keep my elderberry and golden seal and all of that stuff up because I know that my wife is bringing home germs from her kids that she teaches and vice principals. But we're going to be exposed to more of that, right? There's going to be more colds. There's going to be more flus. And I, I'm a little concerned because there are a lot of people I just know from being in healthcare, people aren't managing their chronic illnesses because they're not going to the doctor because you couldn't go to the doctor. And so if at first you couldn't go to the doctor, then a year goes by, you're like, hey, I, I know I'm a diabetic, but I don't feel that bad. People gain a lot of weight during COVID because they're more sedentary and not out spending time in, in elements. So it's just going to be very interesting. But the reason I bring this up from a cultural standpoint, and it's kind of a short segment, but from a cultural standpoint, doesn't it make sense to wear a mask? Because as soon as I saw that report last week, I, I strapped up and and ordered. I went into, well, not ordered. Well, I also ordered, but I, I went into my, to my stash of N95. And I said, if the flu season is going to hit, and it's going to hit hard. I haven't had the flu in a while um, because I've been wearing N95 masks. And, and because of COVID, I've been out of the limelight. But having the flu is no fun. Maybe not lethal like COVID, but the flu kills a lot of people, makes a lot of people sick. I, I tell you guys all the time, I have Lyme disease, so I'm immunocompromised to an extent. I've had COVID twice. I was very fortunate. I didn't have um, as terrible an experience with COVID as some. First time I had it, I felt pretty crappy for probably about three or four weeks. Second time I had it, I felt bad for, for about two days. Really breezed right through it. But why isn't it why isn't it cultural in America? Because I spent I spent a lot of time in Asia. Like I said, I spent half a year almost living in Asia. They were wearing masks then. That was 2008. During flu season, people wear masks in Hong Kong and in Beijing and in Seoul, Korea. Why isn't it why don't we go back to wearing masks in the United States? I think I think that's where it gets political. We get into all this political foolishness and I, I've been avoiding the political talk. If you notice, I haven't I haven't talked about the runoff between uh Senator Warnock and Herschel Walker. And I'm not gonna sit here and make fun of Herschel Walker and his multiple personalities and call people that want to vote for him various names, implying that, that they're not down with the African-American struggle. That's just not what I do. But masks did become political. So it came to where if you wear a mask, that's a, that's a sign of weakness. Everyone should do what's best for them and their health. And if I'm wearing a mask and you're offended by the fact that I'm wearing a mask because I don't want to get the flu, not because I'm afraid of, of COVID, not because I want to be controlled by, by, quote, they, the powers that be, not because I want to exude some type of weakness. By wearing a mask, I'm against conservative political candidates and people that have conservative beliefs. Maybe I just don't want to get the flu because I got stuff to do, brethren. Maybe wearing a mask during flu season Maybe that makes a lot of sense. Maybe that's something that we should do, not because we have to, not because you're mandated to do it, not because your political leader tells you you should or shouldn't, and we're making fun of Joe Biden for wearing it. That shows that he's weak and feckless leadership, and he's too weak to, to lead the country because he's wearing a mask. 
And when you think about it, that's really silly. He's like 90 years old. My grandmother's 96. I wouldn't want her to wear a mask when, whenever she leaves the house to, to go out in public. So I was just thinking about that. I was like, wearing, wearing a mask to not get the flu because I just don't want to get the flu and be in bed with the flu for, for three or four days because I have business deals to close and I have I have I have to to fly out to Phoenix. I gotta be in DC. I gotta be in Orlando. You ever been on a flight with a flu? Nothing worse than being on a plane on that on night. Like when I live in Seattle, flying to DC from Seattle, or flying to Atlanta from Seattle, you get an hour one, you're coming down with the flu, you, you got the sweats. You got the children like, man, I got I got three and a half more hours of this flight. I'm just hoping that I don't get nauseous. I don't want to throw up on the plane. You're trying to just sit there and huddle yourself. Who wants to go through that? Wear a mask. Makes a lot of sense to me. Paragon 7 Studios. You are listening to the Lance J. Brady Network. James Lewis. I'm sorry about this, Mr. Sosa. No, it's all right. You're right. Maybe you should talk to Frank. I'm good. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. <clears throat> but uh, as soon as I get back to Miami, I'll talk to Frank personally. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Associates here can escort you to my chopper. My chopper can take you to Santa Cruz. I have a jet there. Can have you in Miami in five hours. You'll be back here tomorrow in time for lunch. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I'm the latest hashtag challenge. And everyone on social media is trying me. I'm trending so hard that hashtag common sense can't keep up. This is going to get tens and tens of views. But if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, you could be left to pay for this yourself. Get Allstate and be better protected from mayhem for a whole lot less. James Lewis. But we've been arguing over which Joker is the big Joker. And I'm saying that it's unequivocally the the spade, the the, the Joker that has the word guarantee on it. That has to be I mean, the big that, Joker. That, that is that is that is that is logic for numbskulls. That's logic for people who don't know how to read. I mean, the fact of the matter is, the guarantee Joker says on it, it is a guarantee if a manufacturing defect is found in this deck. That's what the guarantee means. But don't you feel it's that it's don't you feel that it's a double entendre though? Because it's no, why didn't why didn't the manufacturer put it in fine print? Why did the manufacturer put? I'm I'm certain the people who made this deck don't even know what a double entendre means. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. It's no secret that the current real estate market is highly dynamic, and you may find yourself questioning if it's a good time to sell your house or if you should consider buying. You need an experienced realtor to help guide you through the noise and lead you to all of the right answers. Dara Williams with Berkshire Hathaway has been in real estate for over a decade and has lived in the metro Atlanta area for over 20 years. She is a seasoned professional that can help you. 
Give her a call at 404-266-8100. Mention code Lance GA. That's Lance L-A-N-C-E-G-A for Georgia. And get a complimentary appraisal. Exclusions do apply.